Good evening, everyone. So we'll begin with a 25-minute uh, guided meditation, and then um, we'll talk a bit. I have a couple questions that have come by email that I'll respond to. Um, and uh, well, actually, maybe just, yeah, maybe, maybe just one of them. So, um, and then maybe we can talk a little bit about practice. <clears throat> So please just get into a comfortable position. And to begin, just take a few slow, deep breaths, filling up the body with air, breathing in through the nose and exhaling nice and slow through your slightly open mouth. And after your next exhalation, let your mouth come to a close and just breathe in and out through your nose. No longer intentionally lengthening the breath, but just letting the breath come and go in its own rhythm. Now, please let your awareness come to the inside of your nostrils and just feel the sensations produced by your breath as it enters and exits the body through the nose. At first, the sensations in the nose may be very, very subtle, but just keep your awareness there. Just feel whatever sensations you can feel as your breath passes over the soft tissue, in the inside of your nostril. Whenever your awareness is pulled away from the breath, whenever you notice that you have become lost in thought of any kind, just acknowledge that fact. Just notice that you are thinking, distracted. 
and gently bring your awareness back to the sensations of the breath, just over and over again with as much patience and gentleness as you can muster each and every time. Pay attention in particular to the very end of each exhalation, feeling the sensations as each out-breath comes to an end. Notice a slight pause before the next in-breath begins. See if you can feel the sensations up until the very end of each out-breath. And then just notice that slight pause before the body begins to breathe in. Sometimes when we follow the breath, we can hold it too tight, like try to grasp it tightly. And this can often just create extra tension. Instead, think of yourself as just receiving the sensations of the breath. No need to hold tight to the breath. Just allow yourself to receive the sensations of the breath.
Can you feel how the sensations of the breath feel different? The beginning and the middle and the end of each in-breath and out-breath. Doesn't feel the same the whole time, but just subtly changes throughout the course of even one breath. Cooler as you breathe in, slightly warmer as you breathe out. The quality of the sensations can change in other ways throughout the course of each breath. Just notice. With as much detail and texture as possible how the breath feels moment by moment. Nothing to worry about but the breath this very moment, and then this next moment, and this next moment. Now please bring your awareness from the nose to the center of your chest, breastbone or sternum area. Feel the sensations there in the center of the chest. They're associated with the breath, the rise and fall of the chest as you breathe in and out. Again, no need to hold tight to the breath, no need to grasp it. Just receive in a receptive, open way the sensations associated with the breath. If you notice any tension or holding in the center of the chest, which is very common, don't worry about it. Don't try to make it relax. Don't try to change the sensations. Instead, just be aware of how it feels as it is. 
let your awareness be soft and open, accepting whatever the moment brings, even if that's tension, tightness, holding. Now please bring your awareness to your belly. And feel the sensations there as you breathe in and out. Now let's bring our awareness into our buttocks, to our glutes. And just feel whatever sensations there may be in these strong, powerful muscles. Do you notice any tension, any tingling, any pulsing? Just let the awareness explore and just notice what there is to be found in these muscles. Now let's bring our awareness to our lower back. Can you sense any movement in the lower back associated with the breath as you breathe in and out? Can you feel any movement in the lower back? And what other kinds of sensations can you feel there? 
And let us move now to the upper back, the area around the shoulder blades and between the shoulder blades. As your chest and ribcage expand when you inhale, can you feel any movement in and around the shoulder blades? Now let's move to the muscle that runs from the shoulder socket up to the base of the skull. That muscle that gets so tight when we spend too much time bent over our phones or computer screens. Can you feel any movement up here as you breathe in and out? Any rise and fall. And if you feel any tension in the shoulder muscles, any discomfort, just let your awareness soften around those sensations of tension or discomfort, letting tension float in an awareness that is soft and accepting and gentle. Now bring your awareness to the very top of your head. Explore the sensations in the scalp there, the very crown of your head. How does it feel? Just notice. Any pressure, any tingling, any tension. And now let's move into the forehead area. And then in and around the eyes. You notice any residual tension, 
from the day spent looking at screens or reading, any residual fatigue, tightness. Invite the eyes to soften. Let them rest. Now, please bring your awareness to your jaw muscles, muscles that we use to chew. How do your jaw muscles feel? Let them be as they are, just noticing how they're doing. Now let's explore the tongue. And to begin, just notice how your tongue is situated in your mouth. Is it pressed up against the top of the mouth cavity or against the back sides of your teeth? And what do you feel in the tip of the tongue? What sensation? In the middle part of the tongue. Any tension there? Or in the back end of the tongue? What do you feel there? Just noticing. Sometimes when we notice, we bring awareness to a muscle, how that muscle feels may change, though not always. And then just notice that change, but not trying to do anything, not trying to change anything, just notice it. Now let's check out our lips. Now, please bring your awareness back to the sensations of the breath inside the nose. Feel the passage of air across the soft tissue in your nostrils. Receiving those sensations, not trying to hold them tight. 
And while you continue feeling the sensations in the inside of your nose, please include in your awareness all the sounds in the space around you. Feeling the breath in the nose and listening to all the sounds in the space around you. If you can't hold both sounds and breath in awareness simultaneously, just move gently back and forth. Nose to sounds, breath to sound. And once in a while, just see if you can hold both in awareness at the same time. Over time, it will become easier to do. Now, while you continue following the breath and listening to sounds, please add a third anchor to your awareness, the sensations in your hands. So feel your hands, follow the breath, and listen to all the sounds around you. And anytime it feels hard to hold all three in your awareness at once, just move gently from one to the other, from breath to sounds to hands, breath, sounds, and hands. And once in a while, see if you can hold all three in awareness at once. Let's keep practicing like this for just another five minutes and then I'll signal the end of this meditation period. Keep just following the breath, listening for sounds and feeling the sensations in your hand.
And as you practice like this, the three different anchors, stay attuned to particularly interesting kinds of thoughts that may pull you away. And these are the thoughts you have about meditation practice itself, how you are doing. Thoughts about whether or not you're doing well enough, frustrations you may be having, expectations you may be having. Just notice if there are any thoughts about how well or badly the meditation itself is going and perhaps your judgments about how you are doing. When you notice yourself having such thoughts, just notice their content and then come back to the three anchors of breath, sounds and hands. can be particularly tempting to identify with these kinds of thoughts about practice. But remember, they are just thoughts. Notice them as thoughts and come back to the present moment. Now, before we conclude this meditation period, please take a moment to just appreciate the fact that we are alive, we are breathing, we are able to practice together like this. Having this moment alive to share is wondrous, a miracle. And just let's acknowledge that silently to ourselves and say 
I'm grateful for this moment, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, however it feels. It is worth appreciating. It is precious. All right, thank you everyone. Please feel free to move your body, get comfortable. So I, I realize I think I'm going to hold off on responding to the two email questions that I have sort of in the queue, because I think there are a number of people who come regularly who um, uh, couldn't make it on this uh, alternate day of Wednesday. And um, so I, and one of the one of the people who wrote in uh, to ask that question, ask one of the questions I was going to respond to isn't here tonight. So um, I think I'll just hold off and um, instead just open the floor for any thoughts, questions, comments about practice in general, what we did tonight, how things are going for you, places you feel like, um, you know, perhaps you're a little stuck, you would like to, to ask about a particular thing that's going on in meditation practice, whether on the cushion or in daily life. So um, does anyone have anything they'd like to ask about, talk about? Hi, everybody. Hey, Bernie. Hi, Marnie. Um, something I've noticed lately is that I feel pretty burnt out and have been going and going and going with activities and with plans and with work. Mm -hmm. And that when I've been sitting in this group and by myself, it's often the only time that I've given myself in the day to think or to, or to, to be just quiet. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I've been struggling I've been noticing my, my body feels different and maybe it may, maybe I'm just getting more aware of it, but my body feels different, especially the past month or so where when, even when I'm sitting, my heart is racing really quickly and my thoughts um, don't really come in a torrent, but I feel like I am almost using, and I am trying to say it without judgment, but I feel like I'm almost using time for sitting to just process and think and move through. And I'm trying not to be judgmental of that, but then I'm also noticing that I just go deep down these rabbit holes. Um, and it's been, it's been pretty, pretty regular for the past month. Um, maybe less, a little less or a little more. So I would just love advice on how people kind of what, what people do in that situation. Does anyone, does anyone want to respond to Marnie? I have some thoughts, but, um, we all have, there's a lot of collective experience in this space, so. Sylvia, yeah. Hi, how are you? Um, I am, 
I actually go down those rabbit holes. I just go with it. I don't. Um, it's hard not to judge. It's hard to think, oh, gosh, that was a waste of whatever time that was. But on the other hand, I think maybe I needed to do that. Maybe that's what I had to do just then. So I kind of. Um, I go down there and I think maybe that's part of my my path to finding equilibrium is in the midst of the chaos and the stress and the constant uh, not being where we are right now is uh, you ha I have to do that to get to where I am. It's like, I don't know. I, for me, that's where I am right now. I might, might change tomorrow, but that's where I am right now. Yeah, Marnie, I feel like um, one thing I think you, you said that was really interesting is like maybe it's the only time you're having to reflect or think, right, or process. And I think um, like I think that that goes along with, I think, what Sylvia just said, which is like, you know, you need to do that at some point, <laughs> you know? And if this is literally the only time you have given yourself, then it may very well be important that you allow the mind it's like it's like we need to dream at night we may you know it's some it's like the mind needs to process um i think it's a it's a balanced thing i think you know you you can um so i so it, it it may be important to to if you it may the interesting thing is like, could you give yourself more time in the day? Like, do you need to be as harried as you are, right? I, some, so maybe not. Okay, so you're you're saying no, but and but sometimes you know life is really difficult and we don't have time. And then I think you need to be really gentle uh, with um, with yourself when you're sitting and just acknowledge that the, the the mind has a lot of stuff that needs to sort of sift through, compost, you know. Um, but then. Um, it could be worth really thinking like, okay, what's, how can my life itself be rebalanced so that I don't end up feeling this way, you know, so crunched. Um, and, um, and sometimes, and so, and then if you feel like um, there's a, then there, I think there may be times where you realize, you know, okay, I actually don't need to be doing this the entire sitting and I can, I can also bring myself back. I think so it's a it's a it's like you don't want to be too hard and too rigid but you also maybe don't want to be too soft and just use the time to daydream so it's that kind of balance and and um and it's just um realize it's not going to be the same answer every time and then and then maybe just put a little bit more emphasis on holding to the anchors um sometimes it's i think it's even useful just um not even worrying about trying to note what the thoughts are because sometimes when we're so like you can just get caught up in the thoughts as you're like and just um just really focus on just come right back to the anchors you know without even worrying too much about the content of the thoughts or just just you know say just thinking you know just generic way you know just to kind of label that the whole mass that torrent and then just come back um yeah, I don't think there's one right answer. It's like, I think you do need to have time. Yeah. Um, 
Sam, you have a hand up. Did you want to did you want to speak to this? Um, hi, everybody. I'm Sam. Uh, I can relate very much to what Marty experiences. Um, you know, without going into too much, but I went into over seven years of a very trying, difficult time during which I had met Bernie. Um, uh, and it's been seven months as this new chapter in my life has opened up. And during this time, there's been a massive readjustment, you know, with my everyday life. And, you know, there are moments where I don't feel like anything's wrong and I'm out doing my day-to-day -day business. Uh, and then something could be like just walking into a supermarket, you know, and get filled with some type of stress and anxiety, um, you know, and, and bringing an awareness to that. <clears throat> um, I'm still trying to push forward to, you know, handle whatever task is at hand. Um, I find that when I do my meditations, you know, I wish that I could bring more of awareness to those things that are difficult. Um, I find that I can't quite get myself, you know, to, uh, to feel or to even bring the awareness to, you know, those anxieties or stressors or whatever. Um, You know, and that's okay. You know, whatever happens during a meditation happens. And I think it becomes more of the um, practice that when you're experiencing something and then you're in the midst of it, you know, to, uh, to just reflect the moment and, and know that, that it's okay. Like, um, you know, if I get upset about something that somebody says or does, you know, that that's okay. And that, you know, just move on to the next. Um, and then I try to go back to it in my meditation. Um, you know, and sometimes in those reflectiveness uh, points, you know, there might be a nugget of something that you you know, because uh, we never know what other people are going through. Um, and sometimes, you know, a lot of times other people don't know what we go through. Um, another thing I noticed is that, like, you know, where I'm at is pretty poverty-ridden and busy and noisy. Um, uh, and it's sometimes it's depressing. Um, I've been able to gain some work out of town and a friend of mine has a farm like in the middle of nowhere you know and at night uh, it's so quiet and so peaceful I find myself you know having less of those moments where I'm not like that stress kind of builds up even if it has nothing to do with you sometimes it's just a you know a negative environment it seems like um you know, if you can't find that that time, you know, 
try to get to a space or a place where you do feel comfortable or you do feel more relaxed. Uh, rather, if it's a place in your house, in your yard, uh, maybe go to a local park, maybe the library, someplace. Um, you know, even if it's, you know, five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, uh, you know, just a change of scenery, I guess, um, might be helpful. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Farnoosh. Hi, everyone. I'm Farnoosh. And uh, thank you, Sam. Um, really touching to hear all that thoughtfulness and generousness and um, I just, I had one thought that might be useful um, in response to Marnie, uh, because for, I don't know, I guess I've been practicing Zen for over 10 years, and I don't think I was able to ever use an anchor in my meditation practice until like this year, and it's still really hard for me. Um, and so I was like, why didn't any of my teachers like, just like tell me what to do differently? Um and uh, one thing that was like a big turning point for me was when um, my teacher, uh oh, sorry, that's my alarm. One second. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I meant to turn that off. Um, but when my teacher acknowledged that I could, that, I, that Zazen, sorry, meditation included talking to or listening to my thoughts. You know, so there's the rabbit hole, which is, oh, crap, I'm just thinking and I wasn't really there for my thoughts and becoming aware of that. But then there is also slowing down and as you would with a friend, you know, and listening to the thoughts as though they were the breath, you know, and I was like, oh, great, because I hang out a lot in my head. I could probably do that. That was very natural to me. And I don't know if you're a verbal person. I don't know if like you journal or you know, you work things out by talking to people, but it was very helpful for me as someone who does respond to kind of verbal processing to kind of start to say, okay, what was that thought? And rather than like labeling it and putting it away, which I couldn't do, I was more like, hmm, like, what did you say? <laughs> you know, like, and like, kind of like, can I hear that again? You know, and sometimes it's just like, it's moving so fast. I was like, how do I do this? Cause I can't keep up with all the thoughts. But every now and then I would connect to a thought and, you know, I'd have my judgment about it or my resistance about it. And my teacher said to try to just be kind and listen even to the resistance. So it's like, oh, you don't like that thought? Oh, okay. And it's like, no, I don't like that thought. Oh, okay. I understand. And then it would sort of shift. And then it'd be like, oh, and then what about this other thing? It's like, oh yeah, what about that other thing? And I'd start to have a little bit of a back and forth. And I was like, this, this was groundbreaking for me because I could sit Zazen and basically have a mindful conversation with my thoughts. And the key was just that practice of compassion and kind of curious, like, hmm, that's interesting. Do you want to say more? And sometimes my thoughts would want to keep talking. And sometimes they would say no. And my practice was just to kind of keep being kind to that. And I don't know if it will work for you. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, it's just something that came to mind. That's, that's a very cool suggestion. Thank you, Farnoosh. Marnie, do you ever free write? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not in the last month, but yes, I'm a writer. I, yeah. I was, yeah. So I wonder yeah. if that also, like, you know, yeah. I've also heard from people that sometimes when they're having that kind of like frantic, that the free writing can be a really great way. Oh, yeah. 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 Journaling is, is, I would say, probably my best self-care practice. So then why have you not been doing that this last That's a funny question, Bernie. (laughs) Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing other things I shouldn't be doing yet. I was thinking about, you know, also as as you all were talking, I was thinking about, um, I do this model of therapy with the people that I work with and I've been doing it myself, um, internal family systems therapy, which I'm sure lots of people know about and don't, but that what you were saying, Farnoosh, that... um, the, the feeling, seeing how I feel and Bernie uses all the time, seeing how I feel about my feelings mm. and then seeing how I feel about the feelings, about the feelings that mm. I'm, that's pretty familiar to me, but I don't usually apply it when I'm sitting. So yeah. Thank you both. Thanks. Thank you, Sam too. Jane. I just feel so thankful that I know it sounds corny, but I feel very grateful because I started practice. Um, Ernie knows I was living up in the Berkshires for about 10 years. I was living in LA for 30 years and I lived up in Williamstown. And now to be closer to my son, I moved to Phoenix, but I had a wonderful group in North Adams. And then we had our group with Bernie and lately practicing and learning so much about awareness because it's the first time in my life I'm retired and not working full-time as part of a team, which is really strange. And I so miss that. And up in the Berkshires, I did that. But I also found we had our group that met in North Adams and they became such good friends and such good people. But this time we never, we never practice what we're doing here and learning so much about awareness is changing my life because I'm spending just for the time being a huge amount of time alone and I'm, you know, home of my own, no work. Now I'm having having to find some nonprofit groups to be a part of. And so doing this, when I see myself thinking, I notice that I'm probably historically extremely self-critical for years and perfectionist, you know, that sort of thing. And now I notice I see myself doing it and I feel like a kindergarten teacher. I'm going to give myself a hug each time I do it. I see that I'm doing it and say, no, be kind, be nice. And I notice that I can do that a lot more during the day and it's helping so much. I'm just, the loving kindness part is really helping a lot and being much more aware of what my thoughts are and not to criticize myself. It really helps. So thank you all. I'm learning. Mm, that's wonderful, Jane. Thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that. Yeah. A brand new place, Phoenix. It's a hundred million years degrees outside. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, also like, you know, and like Sam said, you know, sometimes just the environment creates stress. And like we lo- now live in a global environment, you know, that is like very reasonably causing all of us stress and just background all the time. Talk about the heat, the, the climate change, and the heat and all that. So well, spending so much time alone is really strange too, very odd. Too. So you tend to be in your brain way too much. And the most exciting thing I do is to go to the supermarket and get to be friendly and nice to people. Mm. It sounds silly, but it's true. You know, I love being around other people. I don't want to sit home and write from home. Not anymore. It doesn't sound silly at all. It's, it's good, to, <laughs> good to have you here, Jean, with us. Yeah. Thank you. I find there's a huge difference in the time of day when I meditate. And I've gotten into a routine for many years of meditating first thing in the morning. <clears throat> and at that 
at that time, I, it's, it's pretty easy to settle down and, and focus. But I, I know, Bernie, at one point you suggested you try to have two sessions a day. I have no idea when I would find a second session mm. because in, the, in the, the, the evening or late afternoon, either my mind is totally racing or, or I immediately fall asleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and and for, for me, I, that, you know, find it, uh, Sam mentioned finding an environment, and Farnoosh mentioned the, uh, the right environment. For, for me, the time is very important too. Mm -hmm. How does 7.30 on Tuesdays work for you, John? Bernie, I hate to say it, but <clears throat> I frequently go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I admire the fact that you're here anyway. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and actually, I just, you know, I, Sylvia, I think you, know, you already know this, but like, I don't feel like any time we sit, I don't think we're wasting our time. You know, just being like, I, I, I think that those times we're going to rabbit hole, you know, just as long as we do it, I think we're, we're doing something really important. We're just showing up to ourselves. Like, I don't think then we have to say like, oh, it has to be this particular kind of experience, you know? So I just think it's wonderful that, yeah. I think what it gives me, it gives me a moment of um, space. And it's like, it opens up and you've been so, I don't know, for some reason, this is the only place where it's okay to do what, to, to let be, be. And it's not very often that that's allowed in my day. So mm -hmm. it's like my little island of safety, which is really nice mm -hmm. because it's, it, there's this feeling of, and then when we do the group, this, this come together as a community it's just like it's rebounding it's like more that mm -hmm. it's more of that feeling of um uh, it's okay and it but i do appreciate uh having sometimes you just say this okay i gotta really like let's let's focus here let's and then and then things happen and sometimes they don't mm -hmm but it's okay it's you're giving yourself the opportunity mm -hmm. it's like opening the hand and then we'll just like you said let's just be let it be yeah like last week i used the image and i've used this before of you know the mind as being like a glass of water you know and the, like our thoughts being this the, the, the dirt or something that's like you know stirred up in it and sometimes you just need to give it time to settle it's not even like it's not any method that makes it, it's just time, that space that you're talking about. And um, yeah. I think that would require patience, which many of us don't have, you know? Uh, one of the things I wanted to, to say too, I like how, you know, Jean talked about, you know, her own being self-critical, you know, something I struggle with daily. Um, but there were some meditation practices I was doing where you say these mantras over and over, um, and they're, you know, just based around, you know, saying good things about yourself, um, you know, about being strong, healthy, um, that you're in a good mindset, that you're getting better every day, that you're getting, uh, more of something, you know, you're growing more every day, um, 
and I realized that like doing those meditations when I had a moment where I was feeling a little critical about myself that I could have been a little faster here I could have been you know a little better there um that I would be able to remember you know those those meditations um you know, and I think that just goes right back to what Bernie says, you know, sometimes we just encounter a bunch of stuff and we don't handle it 100%, you know, like the way we think we should. Um, but that's okay, you know, and just give it time to let it settle, you know, and, you know, in no time, it's what we thought was something was really nothing. I think, thanks, Sam, and I think like what Jane said, just, just being kind to our thoughts. Actually, Farnoosh also was saying, just like, just listening to whatever's going on in there with kindness, you know, whatever it's like, but that's sometimes easier said than done, you know, because the truth is we don't want our minds to be the way they are, you know, and then just trying to be kind to that part of ourselves that doesn't want to be kind. Yeah. So um, it's 831. Um, so, uh, Sam and anyone, I think Sam, you may be the only one here who's uh, here for the first time tonight, but um, I like to end with an, a, a minute of just quiet sitting together. I, I, I think it feels nice to end with silence. So um, if everyone wouldn't mind, let's just sit for a minute and then we'll say good night. All right, everyone. Good night. Thank you all for being here. It's wonderful to see you. Thank you all. It makes such a difference in my week. Have a good oh. week. Thank you. It does. Take care, Jean. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Bernie. Thank you so much, Bernie. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Such good night. Thank you. Good night. So good everybody. to see you all. Good night, Mary. Good night, Baladi.